Hi, I'm JK, the host of Sorts from the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast, with everything you need in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh, I can oh. hear you, but I can't see you. No, my video's not starting. Listen, this, this Zoom call starts when I fucking say it does. <laughs> oh my God, why am, I, why am I like really blurry on this? I <laughs> don't know. I don't know. I've had a glass of wine with my, uh, with my paella for tea. Is that what makes so- you blurry? Yeah, possibly. I could be just really fucking drunk right now. <laughs> no, you, you look it to me. You're actually so drunk that you blurred my vision. <laughs> Why is that so fucking blurry? How the fuck do I change that? Is it that? I don't know. Do you, do you maybe just need to wipe your camera? You got, you got a spunk on it again. No, I did actually need to wipe my that camera. That does help. <laughs> <laughs> There's like condensation on it or something. Yeah, no, I did actually just leave my camera there. Because <laughs> it's absolutely oh, filthy. You know. <sighs> we're doing some neighbours. I suppose we should do. It feels like forever we're doing I, this, but it's literally only been a week. I can't really remember anything today, so I'm relying on your Well, notes. I've just... Uh, I, I, I had some paella for tea. That that is that going to affect it so in some way or <laughs> no I just I just just letting you know what was happening in my life I, mean, I had some paella for tea a little bit of red wine and I did a little research because well actually no I'm not going to go into it until we start the podcast. Well, how much red wine have you had? Because it sounds like more than enough already. To be honest, <laughs> no, I've had. Eh, this is my second glass. So I'm in. I've had two red... glasses of red wine on a Sunday, and it's only half past six. Yeah, but I, I I missed lunch, so I had my dinner a little bit early. Even worse, then. Even worse, <laughs> you've not eaten properly, and you've had two glasses of red wine on a Sunday before. No, I've six. had a paella, so I've had a hearty meal. <laughs> I mean, he could have just said, "So I've been doing a bit of research." That would have helped. That would have, but. No. But no, it was, it was right. So I had a paella, yeah, and a couple of glasses of wine. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just did a little research on something, and yeah, it's it's blown my mind. <clears throat> hit that hit that record button well, again. No, no, it's been recording since the start. It, it automatically records now, just in case I forget to press record one day. Do it. That will happen. So put all this out. Put all this out. Now this is the Patreon stuff. This we is get, shit. No so you get me. Yeah. <laughs> so the original, the original conversation me and Tim were having, which is, which Tim wanted me to ask you. You know, this was all him, by the way. Yeah, yeah. All him. Okay. So do you not think it's weird, right? So your the human body, wherever you hurt it, repairs itself. Brace yourself. Right. So if you cut your head, you cut your arm, you cut your leg, you cut your stomach, it heals itself. Right. I'm, I'm familiar with different parts of the human body. Yeah, you didn't have to list them for me. Am I right? <laughs> I'm familiar with legs. <laughs> Go on. However, you take off the foreskin, it never grows back. Right. 
Why do you think that is? You're not a fucking lizard <laughs> where if you your tail gets chopped off, it grows back. If I chopped off a toe, a toe doesn't grow back, you fucking moron. Yeah, but the foreskin isn't like a particularly... <laughs> Isn't a particular if, right. if you massive... lose if you lose an eye, you don't grow another one. Yeah, yeah, back. I know. But if I cut myself from here to here, right, that would, that would heal itself. Yes. But if you That's, cut from there don't to there grow on your a new skin, arm, it doesn't grow back. No. Why is that? Why that's, that's a bit weird. Things don't grow back. Not if you it grows cut, back, but it heals. If you, you cut your penis. If you cut your penis, and you could be putting it anywhere by the sounds of it, if you catch it in something, a zip, for example, that could easily happen. You catch it in a zip and it cuts a little bit. It will heal itself. You don't then get two penises. <laughs> and more, more, more to the point, if you scratch yourself, the, any, any skin cells that you lose don't grow back. It no. just joins up. It's scar tissue. Yeah, so if you so cut a section of skin off your arm... Why doesn't that happen with the foreskin? It does heal. Otherwise, it'd be bleeding all yeah. your fucking life. It, it, the skin cells come back together and heal. It's like people who were unfortunate enough to get things like a leg taken off because they've been in a war or a woman has, has had breast cancer and she's had to have a breast taken off. They don't grow back. This is really, this is really bad, you know. This is worse than like some of the, your other silly things. This is fucking <laughs> mental, there. I just, I just felt like it should heal back. Well, I was wondering why it didn't. It does heal, but heal doesn't mean grow back. Heal is something different. Okay. I'm still not, I'm still not hundred percent sure on this. Why? So if you cut yourself, right, Tim? You can feel right. Joking aside, right, Tim, I know I know which ones to call anyway about, like, children that aren't in a good home and things like that. I don't, I'm worried now that you're, having, you're speaking to your kids like this and one of your kids might just cut off a finger to see if it works or not, to see if it no, grows back. I understand, back. Lim like, limbs don't grow back, but I just, I don't get why... Because it's not like so. Say yeah, if I again, cut myself here, let, right? Yeah. No. Let, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Let, let me let me say it tighter and grows around. Let, let me say it slightly differently. What you're talking about is cutting off like a section of skin. It's not just slicing it. It's cutting off a section. If you cut off like a like a rectangle shape from your arm, that skin isn't growing back. That just yeah. heals over, and you're gonna have this fucking gnarly scar there. That's what that is. Like, same way, if you just take all of the skin off your whole arm, that's going to be fucked up forever. That's what a skin graft is. You have to get some skin off your ass and they'll put it on your arm because it won't grow back. That's not what that is. Okay. Do you think everyone, anyone's ever done that? Like, they've had a, they've had their foreskin removed and go, actually, no, I regret this decision. Can you do a screen, skin graft on my penis, please? Can you just attach some of my ass to my penis? Can you put some extra skin on the penis, please? Uh, seriously, uh, two glasses of wine. This is, <laughs> I showed up for a fucking neighbour's podcast 37 minutes ago. <laughs> and you're saying it like you've never had ass on your penis before when we all know that. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm interested to know what this research is anyway. I don't know how long we'll get on this Zoom call, but I think we should maybe start anyway. Um, yeah, we've not got a 10 minute warning yet. Go for it. Yeah, not yet. No, no. We, Zoom just that in at the well. start now because that's a great way to start the show with another completely random <laughs> stupid conversation. So well done. <laughs> yeah, but no, this is all for the Patreon. This is this is exactly what it's for. Yeah. People Put want to pay three. Start. People want to pay three pound for this. Okay, well, yeah, no, because we realise Zoom's completely random. Me and Adam had a three-hour call the other day without you, Tim, and it just let us. How very dare you? I know. It just let you do it. Yeah, just yeah. let us do it for three hours, and then it cut off, and that was it. It's very Weird. random. It is very random. Uh, okay. So should we start the podcast? Yeah. Okay. So welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Watch Neighbour. We also have a Patreon now, where for just £3 a month, plus VAT, you can listen to our unedited conversations. And we've just had a hell of a conversation. You won't know what that conversation is unless you subscribe to the Patreon. You, you probably don't want to know. <laughs> not worth it. I think, Adam, you said last week you'd happily pay £3 for not, not to air. I would. But today I would have paid £3 to not be a part of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> So we have been watching uh, episodes 3070 to 3074. We've got 74 episodes through this. You remember when we started, what, 10, 11 weeks ago? And we're 74 episodes wiser now. Did we feel like we're wise? Wiser, yeah. Did we feel wiser? Wiser is an interesting choice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to make you both wiser right now because... Uh, this is the point where I fill you in on what we've missed in the couple of episodes that we've skipped. Uh, so we skipped another appearance from Sleazy Lee, which is very upsetting. Sleazy Lee is possibly my favorite character in this show right now. Uh, so Adam, I remember you saying that you'd loved, you were really disappointed with the golfing storyline and that you really wanted to see like a, a golf gala or, you know, Oh, I, I, yeah, I didn't say gala, but I wish I had now. Golfing gala sounds like a very fun evening. No. Uh, I like alliteration and golf yeah, gala. Yeah, I did. I wanted a bit more from him, from it, the whole thing. They built it up quite a bit, and then we got not even a day of a golf tournament. It was just kind of a bit of a match, a few holes, someone being really inappropriate and sexist, and then that was the end. So if, if you've well, got more, brilliant. Well, yeah, we've got more inappropriateness and, sex, <clears throat> and sexistness. Is that a word? It is Sexism. <laughs> Sexism. How many how many wines have you had, Jake? <laughs> just the two. I'm just as many as uh as Carl would have before he actually sits down and eats his dinner. So nice. Yeah, you know, it's fine. Uh so yeah, we did miss Lizzie because we did get a golf gala, even though Carl and Sarah crashed out in the first round because of their morals and the fact they didn't like Sleazy Lee perving all over Sarah, they still got invited to the golf gala and uh, Sleazy Lee tries it on with Sarah at the at the gala. So Sarah gets off and then falls off a cliff. I saw this. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> she falls off a cliff and who is there to save her? But Carl. 
the man himself, what hero. He saves her from the, because he's like, huh? Because Sleazy is like, oh, where's your bird gone? And he's like, I don't know. He's like, oh, you should probably check on her. Maybe go see outside what she's up to. She's probably getting off with someone else because she rejected me. So he, so Carl goes outside. I don't know why he's taking Sleazy Lee's word for it. But he goes outside and then Sarah's just hanging off a cliff. So Carl saves her. Which obviously Sarah is very grateful for. Goes in for the hug, goes in for the kiss. But Carl rejects it again. He's, he's not about this. Even though he's just literally saved her life, he, he, he doesn't want anything to do with this. So you, we missed that, which is slightly unfortunate because that would have been great to see, but no. This is more to my point I made a few weeks ago. There are so many really significant things in the That's gaps. A... You know what? <laughs> that we just don't see and can't So what, what I did was, though, um, I did watch an extra little cheeky episode. Oh, I where, watched, you, where are you getting these cheeky episodes? On the same website. There was what there was there was another episode before 3070. Oh, okay. uh, and I found that out just because I, I couldn't remember which one it was, and I was checking how many I'd missed, and it was actually there. So I watched it. So yeah, Sarah Sarah goes out, she le- she leans on it, she either sits on a wooden bench or leans against a wooden fence. It breaks, that's how she falls down the cliff. Um <laughs> Carl does. Eventually, go and get the cliff is horrendous. Like <laughs> he literally, pre- he's he's just walking at the top, but, but he's making it look like he's he's I don't know, trying to do some sort of what's it called when you go down a cliff? Repel. Parasite, not parasailing. What's it called? When you I, come no, down you, a cliff, if you're on a rope. You repel down it. That's the word. no. It's called something, is it? Because you come down. What's it called? It's it's the thing. Paragliding? No, that's no. No, I, I know what you mean. Um, I'll Google it. Keep talking. So that's what he has to do. He, he's doing it like that, but it, it's he, he gets her no problem, and he's, he's she's doing the thing. I can't get your hand, and he's going, "No, you can," and she's going, "I can." Is there a dramatic thing where, you, like, you see the hands trying to glass grasp? Yeah, it's abseiling. Like abseiling. You abseiling. Well done, Tim. Of course, it is well done. Um, it's a bit like he doesn't do that, but he makes it he makes it seem like that. Um, and he saves her. And um, I don't know because I missed this part. Susan arrives at this event. Yes. Um, just as he saved her, and they're having a bit of a cuddle near the cliff's edge. And she's and you can and there's a look on her face that makes it that where she kind of goes, they're awfully close. But then it turns out he saved her life, otherwise she would have died, and Susan's okay with it. So again, it's another one of those things that Tim likes, where it, it teases, oh, are they going to... No, he oh. saved her life. She would have died. Everyone's fine. I just, I, I'm just hoping now that there's a legit, not even a payoff, but like a legit setup to a legit payoff. Because at the moment, they're all just like, oh, is everyone going to find out? Are they going to get caught? Like, but at the moment, if they do get caught, like we didn't do anything, and that's true. Yeah, the, the, there's nothing to catch, yeah. No. Uh, so I'm, I mean, I'm not the sure. I, I'm kind of slightly aware of the, the folklore, so I, I, I think they do eventually have an affair, but it will be interesting to see how this actually plays out, where it is actually a full-blown affair or if it's just another kiss and Susan finds out and then... Because they, yeah. they do, they do, they do split up episodes. for a bit, don't they, eventually? 
I might be misremembering that, so it's not really a spoiler. I don't know, I'm not quite sure how it goes, so it'll be interesting to see how it actually plays out. Because like I said, this is 70-summer episodes in now. This is long-term storytelling. And this ratcheting up the pressure a little bit. I like it. I like it. Uh, so speaking of, we've missed a little bit more sleaze as well. Do you remember Declan? Do you remember me telling you about Declan? Who is the guy who was shagging Susan in uni and shagging everyone else in uni, but is now trying to shag Libby? Oh, yeah. You did mention yeah. him, but then I watched all those episodes that I was, you know, put to watch and didn't see him once. No, because he got undone. He got completely undone by... Uh, Libby and Susan. So Libby's obviously fuming because Susan's like, you know, you can't see her anymore. So Libby goes to confront Susan and they have a bit of a row. But then they kind of make up later and Susan's like, listen, the guy is an absolute fucking sleaze. He keep, he, and they, and Susan's like, did he tell you the story about the butterfly? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, he uses that story. This is some story about a butterfly that he keeps on telling, but it's, it's, it's his calling card. He literally tells every girl this story about the butterfly. I bet you've got at least a few of those, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you've got to diversify. You can't just have one fucking story. <laughs> that's going to get... Well, what? that's going to get... What is one out. of your stories? Tell us one of your stories. I'm not divulging those. No, you can all. tell us one. I may, be I may be divulging them on the Patreon. That's as far as I'll go. Uh. But yeah, he tells, he keeps on telling this one story, and Susan's like, "Oh, did he tell this story?" And Libby's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Yeah," she uses that one to get everyone in bed. So Libby's obviously fuming about this that she's been kind of played a little bit. So Libby and Susan team up to uh, to take him down. So when he does his guest lecturing at the uni, yeah. he starts telling the he, again. He starts telling this butterfly story. And then, and then, so, so Susan, what Susan does is get a load of old uni friends to show up to the lecture. So when he starts telling this butterfly story, all the women kind of, in this almost kind of Me Too kind of movement, stand up and go, yeah, I've heard that story before. And then another, another woman stands up and goes, yeah, I've heard that story before. Poor bastard. He's clearly so just he gets really lonely. Found out his career is completely fucking ruined. And he, he gets booed out of the, the university. Never to, lecture, never to lecture again. Wow. So we missed all that. Uh, but, so, so, remember, so, if you remember me telling you last week that uh, the actor who was Declan, he looked like a, uh, a poor man's uh, Roger Moore. Well, I did a little bit of research into the actor. Uh, so the actor is a gentleman called Chris Milne. And this is where I dropped the bombshell on you. He played the original Philip Martin. So Philip Martin in the show now, who is with Ruth, he was the original Philip Martin for a good couple of years. So Neighbours have decided to drop this actor in again as a completely different person. That's weird. Which is, that is weird. which is a bit mental on a, on a TV show kind of casting kind of what. Uh, which got me intrigued, so I digged into Philip Martin's uh, history. Dog again, but Dig. fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't realise it was an English podcast. No, it is an English podcast. It is uh, the, the three of us usually most of the time English, but we just, try. We try. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give you a little bit of Philip Martin backstory, which. 
consider we we said last week that Philip and Ruth's lives were an absolute fucking mess. I did think we? Not, uh, maybe yeah, no, we did. We did. I listened back. We did say that. They're an absolute fucking I said it's a bit boring. No, they're getting married. They've got no clue where they're going to live. No clue when they're getting married. They've got no clue what's going on in life. So Philip Martin uh, was an original character from Neighbours when it started in, what, 84, I think? Uh, Way back. His first wife was an alcoholic. Julie. I think that's his second wife. We'll get How on to... How many wives has he had? Well, well, we're going to get onto this. So his first wife was an absolute raving alcoholic. It did that kind of, I don't want to say classic woman thing, but wow, <laughs> okay, on your own. I, these are the views of J.K. Our hopes, <laughs> no not else. the views of the whole of the neighborhood rewatch. <laughs> so she did that, maybe, maybe classic crazy woman thing. Oh God. <laughs> So where he, so what, so they're having like, she's drunk, obviously, because she's an alcoholic. They're driving in the car and she does that classic thing of trying to grab the steering wheel and turn it one way or the other quite violently to like, to, is, is that not a classic crazy woman 80s thing going on? I'm not saying like actual women, but I'm, I'm more like, it sounds a, like a classic 80s TV film kind of crazy woman thing. It sounds like a classic someone's having an argument with you in the car kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> are, we, are we talking about Loretta? Loretta, I think, is the name well done. Well, Loretta uh, Martin. Yeah, so she causes a massive car crash and Philip Martin is paralysed. He has to live in a wheelchair. Brain dead, can't walk? No, just can't. He's not brain dead, just can't walk. No, <laughs> just the one. He's not the both. He's just the one at this point. Uh, so they leave the neighbor's verse, shall we say? Because I love that word, Tim. On your I could own. literally see Tim's skin crawling as I said that word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they leave the neighbor's verse for a good seven years, I believe. Uh, and then Philip Martin comes back, played by uh, the gentleman who plays him now. Uh, I forgot to write the guy's name down, uh, but to maybe Tim can do the research on that while I carry on. Uh, so Philip Martin comes back. He can walk again. Magically, he can walk again, even though he was told in the original storyline, you will never walk again. He, he's, he's magically walking, and he's got a second wife this time, which I think, Adam, you said was Julie? Yeah. yeah so... Him and Julie uh, go on a murder mystery weekend for, you know, just a little couple's retreat for the weekend. They go in a hotel, there's a murder mystery going on. I can see how this is like a fun weekend away for a couple. But Julie get, actually gets murdered. And Philip Martin is the prime suspect in this. You would never guess this. If you, you're watching the show now, and Tim, you've seen it, you would never guess that he was a prime it's, suspect. It's all... It's all just chilled out and under the rug. Yeah, he's just he's just quite relaxed about everything, isn't he? But he was the prime suspect in his second wife's murder. Uh, no, no, he went he went to trial and everything. And then someone comes out from the murder mystery and goes, "Oh yeah, I saw her. She was really drunk and she fell off a balcony and died. She wasn't pushed." But I haven't come forward at any point before this trial right now to tell everyone this. 
Drama queen. He's got two other kids from the drunk wife, the first one, uh, and one of them tried to kill Hannah. Which again, you wouldn't imagine. This is, I know, when I was reading this, this was just like, this is like an alternate universe. It's like a different show. Yeah, so he has a son who tried to poison Hannah, like maybe like two years before what, what we're watching now. I feel like we've started too late. We should have done a bit <laughs> earlier. We should have started from episode one. I, <laughs> I just sent a, a photograph to, to you or to, to the group that we can put on Twitter for everybody else if they're interested. Yes, there he is, Chris Milne, Milne himself, Cut Price, Roger Moore. So the, the original Philip Martin. Yeah. It's a good effort. Cut, yeah, I like that. Yeah, Cut Price, Roger Moore right there. I think he's our next guest for the show, if I'm honest. I think we should try and get him on. Uh, I did do research on the actor as well. He's been in uh, Prison Cell Block H, which apparently every Neighbours member has been on prior. Apparently what you do, what happened in Australia is you go on Prison Cell Block H and then you go on Neighbours. Uh, apparently Luke Carpenter was a mainstay on there for a while. So was Harold Bishop. Everyone goes through that show. So I am going to propose that we do a Prison Cell Block H rewatch podcast as well. Uh, <laughs> I can see that you two are okay with that, so I'll just schedule that in. We'll be absolutely fine with that, I'm sure. Yeah, I might not answer that. the phone that day. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it, you don't. To be fair, you, you dodge most of our calls most days, Tim. To be fair, it has to be done sometimes. Yeah, I'm not surprised to be honest, and I don't. <laughs> uh, one last thing that we missed before we go into the actual stuff we watched. Uh, is that Drew is attracting record business to the garage. Lou is doing ref record profits. And it's mainly because women are just damaging their cars round the side of the street and then driving the car into the garage. That euphemism. Car's fucked. They're so attracted to him, they're just damaging their cars. I like that yeah. as a euphemism. Apparently, you see one on. woman literally yank a wire out of a car and then drive to Oof. the end and the car's fucked. Love it when women oh. yank their wires. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave this out. Yeah, no, just making a point of the, just <laughs> the edit point there. Fucking size of that, a third glass. That's worrying. I know, I went and got myself another glass. You know what, as well? I... There's a difference in the fucking size of that. I, I was talking to Grace about this the other day. What What is actually the measurement of a glass? Because you don't fill the glass to the top. No, no, no. You're you, having you flat glasses a, there. No, you need to leave a good... Uh, well, with wine, I know this because I did wine. You need to leave a good... You need to. What does that pose. mean? You did wine? <laughs> <laughs> you did wine. <laughs> <laughs> you got pissed off at the back of college. I did wine. No, I did... No, because you do wine service and all that kind of stuff, you know, sommelier kind of stuff. Do you know what sommelier is? Sommelier. 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 (laughs) So I've done wine way to stuff, and you're literally meant to leave a nose in there. If you're going to fill a glass, it needs to be a nose. A small glass is 175 millilitres, a large glass is 250. No, a small glass is 125. 125 and 250. No, they changed the licensing laws about... Five, six years ago. So there's one, two, five, one, seven, five, and two, fifty. And there you go. I've done some wine as well. He does some wine as well. 
So how many legitimate glasses have you had? This is my third legitimate one. Two fifties? No. No, because you no. want to leave. Because look, you want to leave. You want to leave. To be honest, please, please tell me you don't hold a wine glass like that when you're drinking it. <laughs> you want to leave it because you need to swirl it like so, like I'm swirling now on this Zoom call. Because that's what you want to do, ideally. So that's where you want to leave it, really. Can't handle this shit. <laughs> It, it you also depends tomorrow? on what stage of the meal they're at as well. There's lots of different kind of rules and not rules and regulations, but kind of done things and not done things. It's more complex than you would actually imagine. Uh, like, yeah, there's just really stupid shit you have to learn in my profession. And that's one of the stupid shit you have to learn. You mean when, you, when you're working at a pizza place? <laughs> well, not a pizza place, but... In my general profession of hospitality, especially when working in a restaurant that serves wine, you have to know what size to pour when kind of thing. Yeah. Like, so I, so that is absolutely fine for when someone's eating a starter, but when the main meal arrives, it needs to be there. You need to, by the time their main meal has been delivered, before they've taken a first bite, then wine needs to be, the wine level needs to be there. If it's bad enough, they probably just so, bombed so up all the stuff and filled they, it up to that, that lot of wine will last their meal. If that makes sense. Do, well, do then many it doesn't make need, sense. You need, need to know what? this at JK's PJs. That's what I'm calling it now. JK's PJs. That sounds like a slumber party. That's fun. It's probably it sounds like being. a slumber party. doesn't sound fun. <laughs> it sounds like a lawsuit waiting to happen to be honest <laughs> that's, gen that's shit I had to learn for my job or one of my jobs in the past it's very pretentious that and it's beyond pretentious it I've is, worked in places a where bit. there's wine you pour the wine, they drink the wine that's how the wine goes <laughs> Yeah, but anyone then... who's worried about this much in a glass for this uh, pricks no, but that's what when you when you when you're up in a, up a dining, you're ch you, you, you're charging like two hundred quid a head, possibly. Then those are the things that matter. Because none of it matters. That, no, I mean it doesn't matter. Like in the grand, none of it matters in the grand scheme of things. But look at my Vimto. I've got Vimto. <laughs> well, you're ready for Vimto. a main course right now. You're ready for your main gonna, course. Exactly. That's what I thought. I thought I'd get enough Vimto. You, Tim's just sat down there. Tim's at the start of his meal there. He's just sat down and I've poured him some water. There we go. It's it's water in a glass stained by hard water. <laughs> it's quite quite a specific choice for That's the podcast. That's a fine dining experience right there. I'm yeah, just going to well. sit like this for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. What would happen if I did that in your restaurant? Have you had your hair cut as well, Adam? I was there on the Wednesday, yeah, straight in. Yeah, I'm the only one who hasn't. Look at you both looking all fresh. You you got it fucking buzzed in the lockdown though, didn't you? So I did, yeah. It's... I I had nowhere. And then I since... think it slightly buzzed again at the just did it at the sides again, just to kind of try and blend it in a little bit. But I didn't want to go first week. How long did you have to wait? 
you have a booked. So. Oh yeah, oh, is it like a booking one? Yeah. yeah. Some that are doing bookings, I assume we're just doing like queues. Well, I wouldn't do that. You'd just be sat there. Yeah. Yeah, I know a few people that queued up for about an hour and a half. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, no, I was like, I'll leave it to, I'll maybe, I'll leave it till you're towards the end of next week. And I'll get Wait till you need some milk. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh, do you know what? I, did, I bought some milk on Friday, so I should probably, should, I won't get it till next week now. <laughs> the two go hand in hand, obviously. The, the milk and a haircut is going to be a tier on Patreon eventually. That's going to be one of the higher tiers. Lily Allen is the highest tier possible in all caps. People are getting that shit for free as soon as you finish that bottle. <laughs> are you working tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And you're just knocking back the wine. Just Not knocking, knocking it back. back the wine. I'm just having a few glasses of wine on my evening off. <laughs> horrendous I don't I don't I don't get what, what the time you is. in work what time you in work uh, no. I've been getting there for about half nine alright what time are you morning. supposed to be working <laughs> I've been getting there for half nine uh, I, I don't know <laughs> everyone else is already there but I'm just getting there at half nine Scary. Should we carry on with this Neighbours podcast? I think, I think we need to. Yeah, I think we do. Uh, I'm going to leave most of that wine chat in, to be honest, because that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. I'll put the intro music in now about 30 minutes into the podcast. You do you remember when, like a separate wine podcast. Yeah. That'd be fine. There is wine. Do you know what? There is wine podcasts. And I've podcasts listened- for everything. I've listened to them. There's actual wine podcasts. I've listened to them. The wine news that's going on in the wine world. Is that how you learn about the screw top? <laughs> no, I already knew about the screw top. Of course you did. Of course you did. No, but no, screw, the screw top had a stigma 10 years ago, but it doesn't necessarily have it now. Because Finish your wine and let's do the fucking Neighbours podcast. What no, because the, the fuck caucus... is happening? <laughs> Seems like I told Grace I'd be half an hour doing a neighbours podcast. Fucking hell. <laughs> Been here for an hour and 17 minutes so far. We've done four <laughs> minutes of recording. And none of it was about the episodes we've watched. <laughs> Literally not a single word Don't of it. Don't get so pissed far. on the podcast again because this this is a problem. You're the host of sorts, remember? And you're just getting pissed. I'm, the host of sorts. I'm not getting that. Okay. Right, so shall we move on to the Harold storyline? Yes. So Harold wins a pub quiz. And Toadie, being the radio, the, the primetime radio host that he is, sees money in this and basically invents the chase for Harold uh, and gets Harold on every day and invites callers to come in and try and ask him questions that he doesn't know the answer to. Do you think Harold would have been a good host of the chase? No, he's not a host. He's the egghead or the brain, the chaser, isn't he? He's the brainy guy. What would his nickname be then on the chase? Boring old Australian. Jelly Belly. That's what it would have been. Jelly Belly. A bit harsh. No, but that's what, that's what Lou calls him. Well, yeah, but that's like bullying, isn't it? Lou's a dick. <laughs> I, I sent you both a little clip because I did that clip I sent you of Lou telling a joke in the pub 
was from the, the bit of the episode previous that I wasn't supposed to watch, but I watched anyway, where he's just being racist and putting on an Indian <laughs> accent for no reason. Like, the joke is it's just a standard, like, pubby kind of joke um, about glasses or something. Um, mm. So he, he didn't have to be Indian, but for some reason, he makes the character in the joke an Indian gentleman and puts on just the worst Indian... Well. It's just a terrible accent. It's really bad, and it wouldn't fly nowadays. But well, and he it doesn't want it well, well the joke as well. Yeah. Well, it doesn't fly nowadays because we all know what's been going on in the neighbours. I'm going to say the word again: neighbours verse. Uh, recently, there's yeah, it doesn't fly these days. It's not cool at all. I'm going to bring another point up now, and it's for a guy who's got amnesia. Harold is very fucking good at knowing stuff. Harold didn't know who he was for about eight fucking years, yet he knows every single fucking general knowledge fact you've ever come up with. Selective one. He is very good. Like, I, I saw a bit of the quiz in that other... Like, we're only talking about stuff that I've seen in a little bonus episode here. Harold's really good in the quiz. He fucking smashes everything. But then what's quite funny, as a prize, um, he gets um, a meat hamper. He's vegetarian. <laughs> And also, he gets about six bottles of wine. He doesn't drink. You'd fucking love it, obviously. (laughs) So the prize is is completely wasted on him, which Lou takes great delight in uh, at the end because Harold does destroy everybody else um, in this quiz. And then, like, yeah, Toadie gets him on to, like, the beat the the, uh, brain box sort of thing. Um, What does he call it? He, He gives it, like, a little staffy name. Yeah, I can't remember. It's, it's, I think it's Beat the Bishop or something, or maybe that was something else. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, and yeah, I don't think they call it that in the end. Um, but he, he does really well. He's, he's fucking smashing everyone on it, which is great. It's not, and it's really nice because in so, some cases, Harold does come across as a bit of a know-it-all and a bit um, like he'd annoy people. It's like in the quiz when he was winning it, it was a bit annoying because he was just absolutely being smug about it. But then he kind of says after to Madge, he says like, I'm not really good at many things. And like, it's quite nice that he's got a moment where he is really clever and he knows all this stuff. So it's quite, it boosts his ego, which is actually quite nice. I quite enjoyed that. That isn't a joke. I just quite enjoyed it. Mm, no, I didn't because he gets all like, oh, I've got to study. I've got to... He gets all uppity about it. and He does go very Harold about the whole thing and takes yeah, it too does, far yeah. and like, needs to, to train. I've got to have complete silence to study all these facts about wars and this, that and the other. Uh, I think at one point, uh, Paul is playing some Dave Graney in the background. He's like, no, get it off. Get it off. I need to concentrate. I can't have that shit on. Well, why? Why does he need to concentrate? Well, eventually he does get stumped. Why does Paul need, why does Paul um, need to do something as well at the same time though? Oh well, because Paul is practicing how to dance. Why? Why? Because I'm trying to link going, it in here so it doesn't you are fall trying to link it in. So there's a little high school ball thing going on. It's the formal. Uh, Hannah, it's the formal dance. It's the formal. Sorry, that's the that's the, the official name for it. The formal. And uh, so Hannah is like convinced Paul's going to ask her. And like all the little mix, like, yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely into you. He's definitely going to ask you. And you just have someone else instead completely mugs off Anna, completely mugs her off, uh, which is very harsh, I think. I don't think Paul 
uh, has the right to be mugging people off at this point. I think he's very lucky that Hannah is willing to hang around with him. Uh, and he, he, he's really fucking mean to Hannah as well. Because they start having arguments about this. And at one point, he calls her Hitler. <laughs> he refers to her as Hitler, which is very fucking harsh. For anyone wow. to be compared to Hitler is very harsh. And the fact he just goes, oh, you're like a fucking Hitler, you. It's because she, to get back at him, is going to make his life hell during, like, dance practice or something. So she's teaching him some dance moves because he has to learn to dance for this formal and he's and she's boss, bossing him about and stuff like that. He is a bit harsh with her, but she does convince the girl he's asked to this dance that he didn't really like her and he was going to, he wanted to ask Hannah anyway. So she kind of does scam her way in a little bit. So I can understand why Paul... <clears throat> does get a bit peeved with this. What I was going to ask you to, though, was that any time, maybe a dance or anything at school where you you kind of wanted to ask someone or you were left out or you did get to go with who you wanted, any little anecdotes about about any dances or anything? Tim, I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, I, I can already tell you've got you've got the gold medal set up here. So I'm, I'm just going to sing. No, it's not. I don't even know if I'm going to tell the story right, to be honest. So go on. <laughs> no, the, the the only one I can think of is not not any really great drama, but there was a girl I asked to go with me and I knew that she was like, not really asked, but did. And then when we got there, she just kind of went off with one of her friends and they ended up just spending the night with just hanging out with two other guys. I'm like, hi, I'm right here. And then I bumped into this random girl who, and here's the controversy, it was dark. I still don't know what she looks like. Um, just ended up getting okay, off I'll of there. I'll put down there, Jesus. <laughs> so, some girl from, from another school, just like her friends pushed her towards me, we were just dancing around for a bit. And then we just yeah, got off with her in the dark. How and... dark was it? I mean, was this definitely a she? Or what just, are we talking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't one of the it was, teachers, it was, was it? Was it? <laughs> it, it was disco dark and I think it was a good it was a good night I don't care who it was at this point wow go on Jay R ruin I, I the rest actually of the know podcast with your story, that story now. <laughs> to be honest how I remember my high school formal going was pretty good to be fair like I feel like it was almost a fairy tale you were married by that point, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it went well. I asked the girl that why. She went there with me. It was all pretty good. Uh, Adam, Adam, feel, I feel like Adam's got something to say about uh, Adam's got something to say about what, watching from the outside and seeing how that went down. But from from the inside, I felt it well, absolutely perfect. It was basically an episode of Dawson's Creek in my mind. But Adam's clearly got something else to say. I like that. I imagine in your head that song did play over the top. Fucking brilliant. Probably old Dawson Dawson a quid there. Never mind. Sorry. Um, no, Mike. So I think you're you're describing like the the kind of end of end of high school kind of one there by the sounds mm. of it. Um, mm. Which I don't know. We might have gone well. I don't really remember it. If I'm being honest. No, I was thinking about uh, another school disco. I want to say ha <gasps> Halloween disco, um, which happened that same year. We were still in like the last year of high school, 
but this did not go well. And I don't mean in the, in the sense of like... Um, Romance uh, or anything like that. No, not with like... No. No, this went this this started to go wrong well before we even we even got there. So this wasn't one where you had to ask girls and things like that, luckily, because that would have been oh, awkward. Um, but it was it was basically we were going with it was just like you make your own way there. Um, but it was also at that stage where you think, shall we do a little bit of pre-drinks, a little bit of pre-drinks before the disco? Maybe yeah, a full bottle 16, of wine. That'll have just... no effect. Um, <laughs> it's only ten units. It'll be fine. Yeah, so what? Um, but we, we, I didn't have any, and I wasn't going to nick any from home and things like that. And you didn't have any, I don't think. But our no. other friend, our other friend, who we, we decided we'd walk up to the disco with, um, he said, "Oh, I've, I'll get some. I'll get some alcohol for well, this trip." Well, his dad had a wine cellar. Cellar. A cellar. They built a wine cellar underneath one of the floors. So they dug underneath the floors and built a little wine cellar. So it was very much. Like you lift a little hatch and you walk down the mountain. I, I wish people could have watched you doing that. <laughs> no, I was doing that joke like you do in a bar where you pretend to walk down oh. <laughs> gradually down. But it, that makes him sound really posh. He won. He was just a normal guy, but he yeah. made a bit of a wine cellar. It was like an underfloor fridge more than anything. Um, so he, he had loads of um, little minis. So like you get on the plane. He had loads of like little mini vodkas, little mini rums, little mini whiskeys, stuff did. like that, plain stuff. Um, so what he'd done, he'd, he wore a jacket and he'd put all these in his pocket, <laughs> like like so he had loads of them, like a, a lucky lucky man at the at the uh, <laughs> beach, like he might sell you watches and. Am I going to have to edit out lucky lucky man? By the way, no, that's what that's a thing. Um, the braid your hair for, for whatever. But he had he had little mini alcohol bottles. And he also had, because that wouldn't have been enough for like a few 16-year-old kids who would just be pissed after anything. He also bought a full bottle of port. A full bottle of port. Like, full bottle. he bragged on me for drinking some wine. Port is like double the alcohol content of wine. Yeah, 40, lethal. His official name is Fortified Wine, which means it is sat and fermented for twice the amount of time wine has. So therefore, it's twice the amount of alcohol in it. There you go, wine podcast. Um, <laughs> so he's got a full bottle. So it's not like a, a, a cheeky can of cider for us all to like have a bit of or whatever, something like that. No, no, full bottle of port and loads of little mini um, spirits. So we have, a, we have a couple of little mini spirits. So I think we're just, I've, it's hanging, like, because it is. It's just just sipping it and a little bit of that, a little bit of that. And you start acting, you, whoa, bit pissed after all this, walking through the park to get to the school for this disco. Before, like a little sip of port. Never tried port, I'll have a little sip. Okay, interesting, don't really like it. This other guy nailed the full bottle of port. Absolutely <laughs> nailed. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what my favourite part of this whole oh, night was? Wow. Is that what? he nailed the bottle and then threw it against the wall. Yeah. Was like, I've nailed this. I've fucking had it over. Throw it against the wall. That's what I think of that part of this bottle of port. That was that was legendary status. So and it was like a twenty-year-old bottle of port as well. <laughs> it was not fucking cheap. Fucking it was hell. the primo stuff. Yeah. 
So we've had that. We've had maybe one or two mini things. So we've gone into the disco. You start meeting up with people, a little bit of dancing and all that kind of stuff. Nothing special. It was a standard school disco. Most of the girls stood on one side of the room. Most of the boys stood on the <laughs> other side of the room. And then as the night went on, we maybe spoke to them a little bit. We were so cool. Um, By the but, last song. Yeah. But so this other guy, after a bit of time, it wasn't even last song. We didn't make it to the last song. He started projectile vomiting. I oh, know he didn't even make it to the actual disco. No, there was a little hall in between, like the entrance and the disco, and he didn't make it to the actual disco. He couldn't make it from one set of double doors to the other set of double doors. There was a trail. He passed out about three steps in and projectile vomited, but because he'd been drinking port, it was all red. It wasn't like that yellowy, orangey kind of vomit that you normally see. It was pure red. It looked like blood. It looked it like like just a trail of blood from the entrance through, like through the hallway, and then a little bit at like the entrance yeah. to the. And to we the, got there pretty soon. We got there pretty early as well because we're all pretty good for time management, etc. So we were. I think we were the first group there. I we weren't we late. We weren't cool. We weren't late. We were near the beginning. That. Yeah, yeah, we were. Yeah, we were there on time, which is not cool. Let's let's you know, let's own up to that right now. It's not cool. We were early or on time. So everyone who else who came 20 minutes later because that's cool had to step over this guy to get to the disco because he was passed out in the uh, the recovery position. But the hall wasn't big enough. Yeah, the teacher had to look after him, like put him to one side. So everyone just had to like. You know, you walk up a step, you go through the door, step over the drunk guy, and then you go through to the disco. It was really bad. Like, it, it, people thought he was he was dying or they were going to get his stomach pumped and everything. But then, as it went on, so we maybe get an hour into that. They sit him up eventually, and he's like, in the corner. He's not brain dead, can't walk, don't worry. Um, so... <laughs> He's, he's really in a bad way. And then people start, like the teacher starts saying, what's happened? Who's let him get like this and all that kind of stuff? We've sloped off by this time. We're not <laughs> part of this. We don't know this guy. And to be honest, it was his fault anyway. No, no, uh, he, he brought it all. There was no encouragement. This no, guy was, if anything, forcing it on us. Imagine he's this is a cult full of minis. Yeah, for people who aren't sure, for people who aren't sure about it, imagine um, McLovin, from Superbad. <laughs> He's that guy. He looks a bit like that. He was all, he was like that as well. He like little vest on her and all that kind of stuff. He's full on McLovin. Um, but then we're about an hour into the disco. You have to shut this shit down pretty much. You have to like lights come on, music stops. You well, ruined it. It's because it. the blue lights of the ambulance were there. And it just so, ruins the whole vibe of the disco really. So you just have to stop the disco. Because yeah, someone's I mean, it, possibly dying. It lasted probably all in. The disco probably lasted an hour and a half, and then it was pretty much like done, and everyone had to go home. So not a good disco. I'll be very quick with this because I know we we, uh, we need to move on to some paper stuff. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but, and this would have been a good story for the actual formal in neighbours, which is probably <laughs> going to come up soon as well. Um, but then the next day. So the next day in school. Oh yeah, the next day. Or the next, it might have been a Friday and it might have been Monday morning, I can't remember. No, no, it, no, no, been. it was the next day, it I think was, it was like on a Thursday night. And then yeah, Friday it was morning. a Thursday night and we went in on a Friday, but we all got to, like the whole year group had to go into the lecture theatre for an, like a special assembly. It was going to be a Emergency meeting. 
Yeah, emergency. So we all had to go in. So the whole year group's in there. <laughs> so <laughs> it's basically just a big bollocking for the whole year group about drinking and ruining the disco and not being respectful and spoiling it. And you might not get this at the end of the year now and all this kind of stuff. And mid bollocking, midway <laughs> through, the, this, this, this same guy stands to his feet. He's in, he's in school, bless him. He's oh, got, yeah. To be fair, his mum sent him in. Because he, he used to work, because he used to walk past mine. Because he'd he'd walk from school and he'd walk past mine. And then when I saw him, I'd go out and we'd walk together. I was not expecting him at all, but he was absolutely, he was almost a zombie. He was just feet were moving forward, but there was no thought about what was happening. I was like, Fuck so he makes it in. He's sat he in this in, in this bollocking, um, and the mid mid bollocking, right? The key point. He jumps to his feet. Runs out, throwing up through his. Oh, yeah, because there was like a weird sink in the room where we were. There was like, there was like a little kitchen area. So we just, he just literally, she's making a grand. This woman's making a grand point about, you know, you've really let everyone down. You know, this that, and then she goes, he goes, sorry, love, I'm just gonna have to go throw up here. I just absolutely throws up in this sink. Like but it was that almost it was, fills the sink. Yeah, and it was that kind of like it, the noise is like Exorcist end of the world as well. It's not just like <laughs> a little. It's like. It's, like that episode of Family Guy where like they're holding back Brian's ears and he's just vomiting in people's faces and. Oh yeah, it was pretty bad. Do we really... think then that the neighbours' <laughs> neighbor... formal will go the same sort of way? <laughs> I, oh, I feel like the stomach. There's going to be some sort of climax between Paul and Hannah, right? Because they've been arguing like a married couple, haven't they? They've been screaming at each other about this, that, and the other. There's clearly feelings there. You don't do you get that get worked up about someone you, you're indifferent to, do you? So there's clearly feelings there on probably both sides. I'd say Hannah more than Paul. I don't think Paul quite has the capability to have romantic feelings. <laughs> Right, shall we carry on with the Toadie storyline? Because Toadie did have a storyline. Sorry, I was totally just writing some notes then. Well, <laughs> I was pausing that. So Toadie buys a dodgy car from Lou. Uh, and in this car, the reverse doesn't work on it. So he can go forward in it, but he can't reverse in it. And obviously, Toadie's pretty fuming about that because you don't need to go backwards all the time in the car, but sometimes you do. You do need to. So he's pretty fuming about this. Uh, as you would be, because Lou's passed it for an MOT. Lou's like, yeah, this this uh, th this car is, oh, what do they call it? It's Reggio in, in, in Australia. It's a Reggio, they call it. It's, like, it's yeah, MOT. So it's, oh, yeah, it's passed it, Reggio. It's fine, mate. It's fine. The reverse doesn't work at all. Uh, so, so he's driving his car with his annoying girlfriend. She's constantly around at this point, uh, which is very annoying because she is very annoying. Uh, I'm really hoping at some point she just goes away. Uh, I'm not quite sure what that storyline will be when, when she goes away, but she needs to go away at some point because she is super uh, but She'll so he's come back though. You know how these things work. <laughs> not always. Not always. 
<laughs> so at one point, Toad is driving his not road safe car at all, and he gets pulled over by the police. He's like, oh, fuck. My car doesn't reverse. I'm absolutely fucked here. That I'm going to get completely done. The policeman pulls him over to say, hey, you're a really good driver. And I just wanted to pull you over to say you're a really good driver and gives him a badge. What? Literally gives him a badge to say you're a good driver. I don't know if this was ever an actual thing or not. I think it was just very much there to create false tension and false drama. Terrible. Yeah, Terrible. I think it's lazy shit writing again. As you, yeah, like, his girlfriend even says she says, "Right, right." So let me get this straight: you are <laughs> going, you are driving around right now in your police car, just giving out, stopping people first of all, and then giving them badges to say they're good drivers. And the policeman goes, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This policeman. is my job, not a real policeman." What I think was like, what I noticed before, well, just well, before well. that though, really bad. Like so, he, the the car, police car starts flashing behind Toad. He's driving, and he's like, "Fuck! It's the police. This car's not roadworthy. What I'm going to do?" So what? He, and he knows he, his car can't reverse at this stage. So what he does to pull over, he pulls up within about two inches of this other car that's parked. He parks right up to it, like there's no <laughs> nothing else around, and he goes right up to this other car just so. There's no way he'd be able to just, you know, drive forwards and just carry on driving. He parks in such a way that there's no other way out than reversing, which is the one thing his car can't do. It's fucking ridiculous. I think he actually gives him a badge as well at one point. And the police driver says, he gets an actual badge, it's a blue badge. Yeah, he gives him a badge that says, oh, you overtook someone before and it was really good. Like it was fucking F1 or something. It's like you did a really safe overtake of someone and I just wanted to reward you. It's bullshit. Even Lou, even Lou, because uh, Tony recalls this story to Lou later on and Lou goes, well, that's clearly fucking bullshit. <laughs> Lou is not buying this go, well, that's fucking stupid. That this this that, fake that cop's got to come back at some point later. I'd love <laughs> if it was fake cop. That would be good. That would be really good. But yeah, Lou is, uh, Lou is past this this car off very dodgily he told so like most garages and i've never quite understood this and i'm not in the garage world so i don't quite know but so you take your car the to garage the, garage, verse. the garage verse yeah i'm not in the garage world. so you take so i take i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a real life experience here. i take my car to the garage for an mot this happened <laughs> two months ago maybe to be here all night <laughs> <laughs> they fixed it yeah. the end well, they then take that car somewhere else to get MOTs. And I don't quite get that. I don't get why the garage then takes the car somewhere else to get it MOTs. I'm not quite sure why that happens. Why don't I just take it to the place that gets its MOTs rather than the garage? I don't oh, quite get that. I don't know. I'm starting to think that now. Why don't I just cut out the middleman? But and. I've like I've I've had a couple of garages over the year that I kind of generally use, and every garage that I've ever been to takes it somewhere else for the MOT, and I don't quite understand why that happens. But Lou does the same thing. So Tony takes Tony buys this car, which apparently Lance wanted, uh, but he he like stole it from. Oh no no not Lance. Uh, Billy Billy was after this car, 
there was a little mini storyline where Tony kind of like undercuts Billy and takes his car away from him. And Billy's a bit pissed off about it. And so yeah, he takes this, he buys this car and like, oh, I need it MOT in. So he takes it to Lou, and then Lou just passes it off to his dodgy mate. And and his dodgy mate Weird. doesn't even bother MOT in it. Lou goes, Oh, it's fine, it'll pass, don't worry. And his mate goes, Oh, well, it's fine, and I'll just sign the certificate right now. And he just passes it off. Is this, I don't know, is this what the garage is this what the, the garage world is like? Uh, have you two have any yeah. similar experiences? Is it? I feel like, as a rule, garages are pretty dodgy places. It's kind of like who you know, and they'll they'll happily scam you. And I think it's just a known yeah. thing with garages um, and car dealerships and things like that. Anyway, um, I'm not sure about the get, taking it somewhere different for an MLT. I, I feel like if the garage can do it, then they'll just do it. I don't. I'm not sure about that. I might be wrong. Uh, but they're just dodgy people. And it just falls into Lou's character, innit? It's like, oh, Lou's a dodgy guy. What job? What what should we give him? Car use cars and garage? Yeah, that seems pretty dodgy. It's just classic dodgy behaviour, innit? So and now him and Toadie are a bit against each other because Lou won't pay to fix the car. Toadie's gonna badmouth him on his radio show, so they're kind of a, a standoff, really, aren't they? Yeah, uh, and even Drew gets involved as well. And Drew's like, I don't want to work for a garage that does this kind of stuff. I, you know, I want to work for a reputable garage. And if it does show that this, it shows that Drew is a very trustworthy, nice guy. Again, they're, they're using it as a little vehicle for Drew's niceness. Yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like that's potentially where the storyline was going. Is just to to highlight the fact that Drew is a nice guy and doesn't like any sort of entertainment toward. But then the guy who does who, who signed off the MET comes back and gives Lou shit for it at the end of the episode. Is like, you told me this car was fine. I didn't need to bother looking at it, so I didn't. But now I'm finding out that it's fucked. You're you're putting my reputation on the line, and that's a proper go at Lou. And Lou's like, oh, fuck, how am I going to get out of this situation? Yeah, bunch of cunts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, like you said, it sounds like the story's just there to set up Drew being a a bit of a babe, and he is a babe. Let's let's not forget that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not done anything yet. He's just there. No, he's there. He's very much. He's being set up for lots of big storylines yeah. down the line, but he's just, you know, every any sort of B story has to sort of rely around him at the moment just to set up what a nice guy he is for whatever his big A storyline is going to be at some point. Yeah, it's probably going to be killing someone. Because <laughs> who would expect Drew? Not me. Lou would get him off anyway. Lou would absolutely get him off. That if, would be uh... a swerve. Not only women going after him. <laughs> no, I mean, if, if, if Drew ended up in court, Lou would be his lawyer. Lou is like, oh, I did a law course <laughs> back in the day. No problem at all. I would not look one Lou as books. my lawyer at all. <laughs> Better, better call Lou. No problem. <laughs> uh, so there's only one more storyline we really kind of need to talk about. Again, not very much happened in these episodes. Uh, and would you agree with that statement, Adam? Um, nothing major. Um, the big cliffhanger thing, and it was literally a cliffhanger. 
So there you go. <laughs> well done. She was literally um, hanging off a cliff. She was hanging off that cliff. That was the big thing. And then it's just got a lot of other things, like Caitlin's having some trouble with um, a brother and a teacher. She seems fine. You said she was going to be ill and you were worried that she was going to die or something. She seems fine, but she is behind in her work and they're trying to get her a load of um, extra help from her teachers, but I don't know what's going on with that at the moment. Hopefully oh, yeah. she gets, so gets back to it. So Nick is, so Caitlin's main teacher, Nick has got the hots for her older brother, Nick. has got the hots for Nick is really bad, you know. Nick is not, he's not a good character. I don't think he's going to last He's not a good character. I hate to be this cruel, but he's not a good actor either. He's not good. And he's, yeah, he's, he doesn't really seem to take over these storylines himself. He's just there as part of, this Caitlyn storyline. Caitlyn storyline is she's getting behind and she's worried about swimming and getting behind in school. Um, and then he's just there and he's being a bit of the, the arsey older brother again now. So there's not a lot going on there, really. No, not at all. And like they come up with like little, oh, we're going to give you a training plan and this is when you can go swimming and this is when you need to do your schoolwork. And she's like, fuck off, basically. Yeah. Which is- she seems fine though. She's not ill. No, no, no. I feel like the illness storyline was just to to move on to the falling behind storyline. Maybe. Which I kind of love and hate about Neighbours at the same time because you think a storyline's going somewhere and it's going a completely different fucking way. You can Team literally never guess. Yeah. You can never guess where these storylines are going. Some stuff works, but they they ran with the illness thing for long enough that I feel like they wanted to go somewhere it with it. It should have been something. They couldn't come up with anything for it because they, they realised this either has to be quite serious or, oh shit, actually, now she's been ill for so long, we need to just pretend it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And it's like, it's like they want to do long-term storytelling but don't at the same time. And don't Doing it with Carl and Susan... Yeah, you've got to have some long ones, some middle ones, and some really short ones. I think that's what they do do well. I think you've got to you've got to yeah. do the mixture, and you can't give if Caitlin's coming off the back of the Billy Ann storyline, which is quite a big one that's lasted a while. They probably didn't want to go right now. You're going to be ill, and you might die. It was probably just a little bit too much. So they give <laughs> her a smaller storyline for this time. It's just you're getting behind. Well, she's in your work, slightly your behind be in her schoolwork. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's oh. not massively behind either. Like that's like she's only slightly behind. She's slightly falling behind the grades that she was expected. And yet they're coming down on like an absolute ton of bricks. I, I feel it's very much harsh. And I kind of I kind of feel for that. It's like, well, you know, she's like, fuck off. I'm I'm doing okay. Which I wish I kind of agree with. She's they are absolutely all right. And it is because Nick wants to get his end away with this other teacher. Oh, yeah, that's the reason. Yeah. Well, he wants to get, A, wants to get end, his end away, and B, wants to get a job at the school. He wants a job so at the school? Yeah, because he's a teacher. He's a maths teacher. What? We talked about this last episode. He's a maths teacher. This is mental. Who's out of a job. <laughs> and that, because that's what, because you, you tried it on with Ben's, like, oh, I've been out of a job for ages. No one will give me a job because I'm a maths teacher and they're not in short supply. And I've got no money coming in, so I need to move in with you, Ben. And Ben's like, fuck off. Yeah, so, can't be asked with him. Yeah, he's trying to get a job, but I, I really hope he doesn't stay around. He's he's a terrible character. 
because he came in, was a dick to Caitlin straight away, then became just Tony's sidekick because he's the only one who's allowed to drink, drink in the pub with Tony because Lance and Billy aren't allowed to drink in the pub with him. So he just became this really shit sidekick through the whole Dave Graney thing. And now, yeah, now he's just getting on Caitlin's back again. Not, not a fan of this character at all. I don't wish for death on many neighbors' characters, but wow, <laughs> just kill him off. Yeah, I feel Are you like someone to think that about me and Tim as well. Are you starting to think, <laughs> oh, they're just a couple of shit sidekicks? Well, that's been them off. Is that what you're you're looking at here? To be honest, I was hoping one of you had had a decent storyline by now, but <laughs> oh, you're getting all the storylines. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> getting pissed on the 11th episode that was the yeah. that was the big just, actually well while we're speaking about episodes i just want to say that the 10th anniversary special was the second most listened to episode ever so thank you very much to everyone who listened to that four people uh, <laughs> no we're in the 30s now there's 30 plus people listening to this wow yeah who'd have thought 30s plus people Wow. 30th. No, and do you know what? Uh, so so on Anchor, where we do the podcasts, I'm doing a shameless plug now, anchor.fm, uh, you can look at the, some of the analytics, and we are very popular with the 23 to 29-year-old demographic. Uh, so, Debbie, who'd have thought Ford, that? jobless. Who'd have thought that? Furloughed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once... Uh, once everything opens up again, our, our ratings are going to drop off a cliff. We just need to get into the sort of the 60 to 80 range because they're the people who watched this stuff back in the day. They, they were parents no, I, I feel like there's, watching Neighbours. I feel like there's a niche in re-watching old episodes of stuff. Uh, and I feel like we, we've really struck a heart with the 23 to 29-year-olds. Like, yeah, these heart. guys know what it's about. Struck a heart. It's not about. It's not about. There's another one now. Jay, no, Jay, what's, not... what's the actual expression that you just meant to say then? What? <laughs> I said demographic, didn't I? No, you said struck a heart. What did you mean to say? <laughs> struck a chord. That's what I meant to say. Chord <laughs> one. I mean, straight to, to it. To be honest, as well, we're creating our own little catchphrases and our own little sayings as well. You are. What was the other one I came up with the other week? String to our bow or something? No, because that's an actual thing. Oh no, what was the one I made up? Feather to our bow, that was it. It's just very Feather to your bow and and something about foreskin. I don't I don't know. know. He doesn't give you the demographics on 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 foreskin, if I'm honest. That is, that is a hole in the anchor.fm uh, analytics. You don't need a hole in your foreskin. <laughs> It'll just grow well, back no, if, anyway. If you've got a hole in it, they've done it wrong, if I'm honest. <laughs> they've not done the whole job there. Oh, God. Are we nearly done? <laughs> I feel like we should probably wrap it up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, this is the point where they generally ask, uh, ask for predictions. but Nothing's happened could... to base it on. I know. Who the fuck knows where this is going from right now? See, there are. Uh, we're not. Let's not do it because I can't be asked. But you haven't talked about <laughs> Bill, Billy's birthday. You haven't talked about talked about Kim coming back and taking Sarah out. You haven't really spoke about Carl and Susan. They've been up to all sorts. 
you know, didn't speak time. about Amy and Lance and them not being able to see each other. You didn't speak about Phil, Phil and Ruth falling out um, <laughs> on about stuff. I don't you think didn't speak about Anne going about. to visit that old lady with the shopping. Oh, yeah, the old creepy yeah. lady. There's about eight storylines that you've not spoke about today. <laughs> Two hours. Two hours I've been here. Uh, <laughs> don't drink yeah. next time. Host, well, is there a, organizer. Well, is there any you want to mention at that point? Oh. You mentioned them all there, Adam. Is there any points you want to make up about any of them? Well, not this, not at this stage now, because the not fucking podcast is going to be about an hour and a half long and we haven't done half the fucking stuff about neighbors so I, I can't i can't go back now without it taking another hour to be honest <laughs> so sorry everyone well all three we... of us got work tomorrow jay's the only one that doesn't give a shit yeah i do give a shit i'll be fine i'll be absolutely fine <laughs> i'll be fine i'll be fine, I'll be fine. <laughs> uh so should we talk about the next lot of episodes that we're going to watch yes yes we're going to watch 3075 to 3079 which is how many episodes five six seven eight nine five episodes there we go and <laughs> uh, again any predictions just just throw them out there any wild predictions i'll tell you out. what won't happen toady's car will not go backwards You don't you think, think he'll fix it? No, I think he'll fix it because, yeah, no, I think it'll get fixed. I think Drew will do it out of the goodness of his own heart. Oh, dirty Drew. I'm starting to like him. I think he's a bit sleazy. He's just a nice guy. I hope he's hiding something. I hope he's hiding something. I think we might get to see the dance. I'm hoping that goes well. I hope, I hope there's some shenanigans and drunken exploits at the dance. I also think that um, the old lady that Anna's started visiting will die. Yeah, no, that is a good point. So to, just to fill you on on that point, Anne does a, a a Salvation Army drop for this old woman because Harold's too busy with some shit or another. Oh, because he's doing his fucking stupid quiz thing. Uh, so Anne is like, oh, I've got... I've, I've, she literally says, I'm single now. I've got nothing to do. So she goes and does this delivery. Uh, the old woman offers her in G&T straight away. It's like one in the afternoon, maybe. She's like, oh, do you want a G&T? I'm, I've had five already. And I was like, no, I'm okay, thank you. And then she just she does that like typical old person thing of just like, oh, everything was better in my day. I, I tore it up when I was younger. You don't know how you're living these days kind of thing. But Anne, for some reason, likes spending time with her. Uh, and, and enjoys her company, but she's definitely a creepy old woman who would, yeah, I don't know. I agree with you 100% there. She would definitely die in the next lot of episodes. Uh, possibly, <laughs> probably while Annie's talking to her, she'll be like, oh, get me another GT, and Anne will go off and get another GT as she come back. And no, she'll... it's just, it's the, the final sip of a bottle of red wine. That'll do it. <laughs> or maybe she just hits the milk really hard. Just, Anne's like, are you sure you want any milk? She's like, yeah, it's good for your bones. You realise in order for any of this to make sense, you've got to leave in the original fucking nonsense conversation from the beginning of this recording. Do we leave in anything else but the original nonsense conversation? I reckon you just, just leave in from the moment you started recording when I first showed up. 
<laughs> be it like we're we're on two hours three minutes at this point. Shave off the couple of edits. Of shit out of <laughs> you better go to work right now, Jay. Well, don't do it now after your bottle of wine because it's going to be an absolute <laughs> fucking shambles. Do this after work tomorrow. Don't edit it now. It's going to be horrendous. No, it'll be absolutely fine. There's plenty of gold here. Um, there, is. there is. There is. Adam, you're, you're vigorously shaking gold with your head. I've never seen. I've never seen anyone move that fast with their head before. Now. This is the worst it's been. This is the least <laughs> neighbors this neighbors podcast has been. But it, is it really about neighbors this podcast? Some of it's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> Right, do you like do you sexy is, sign off? No, 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 no. Neighbours is the jumping off point for life in general. I think Neighbours in 1998 is a is a window to all our lives, and then it just reflects on us, and it reflects on us in the year 2021 through all the things that we've been through. So at this point, I like to say, Adam, Tim, you've been good friends, probably better than I deserve. 